What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. The Chicago Bulls couldn't even make it through an all-star break without sustaining another injury. As Torrey Craig goes down after a knee sprain, he's going to be out two to four weeks. We're going to discuss that injury. We're also going to talk about Patrick Williams and where he is in his rehab. It's not in a good place. We're going to talk about that. Could buyout signings help the Chicago Bulls team? Those are starting to dwindle down. And which role players are going to need to step up over the last 27 games the most, considering where the Chicago Bulls are? All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Tara Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into this content. So late last night, well, not too late, actually, uh, but late late last night, we got uh, uh, updates on both Torrey Craig and Patrick Williams, and they're just not good. While I did drop an emergency episode after it was initially announced what's going on with these two guys, I want to talk about it in a little bit more of a detailed way here uh, this morning. And so, listen, when it comes down to it, uh, Torrey Craig has gotten a knee sprain. He's going to be missing uh, two to four weeks. This is a player who's already missed 22 games on the season. And when it's all said and done, if he's out for the for the uh, you know the the high end of that, uh, he could miss uh, basically almost half a season's worth of games. And Torrey Craig, who hasn't been perfect for the Chicago Bulls, there's no player is perfect, so that goes without saying, has really been a much-needed role player for the for the Bulls. Every team needs a role player that just understands their role, can step up when called upon at times, you know, is going to be solid defensively. Torrey Craig has been that for the Chicago Bulls. While his, his statistics will never jump out the sheet at you, only averaging 6.1 points per game, 4.7 rebounds, one assist on 42% shooting, what Torrey Craig has brought, both leadership-wise and other things, has definitely impacted the Chicago Bulls on top of Taking three three-pointers per game and hitting that at a 37% clip, again, not amazing, but that, that is a solid percentage from three. The Chicago Bulls do need, as we talked about, we are one of the bottom of, towards the bottom of the league as far as three-point attempts. Torrey Craig does bring some of that, right? Not He's not a high-volume three-point shooter. He's only had one season of really being a high-volume three-point shooter, and that was last season with 3.2, so he's averaging close to that which was his career high. So, you know, you want to see if that's going to continue for Torrey Craig, if he was going to be playing, but he's going to be missing quite a few games. If you look at it, it puts his return now between March 8th and March 22nd, which means he's going to return back with 12 to 19 games left on the season for the Chicago Bulls. Keep in mind, we have 27 games left on the season, so he's going to be missing about 15-plus games over these next two to four weeks, and it it it, it's, it sucks. Like Just to be frank, it sucks that we – Again, where the Bulls are trying to make a move, uh, you know, are trying to just hold on to their playing spot to have some type of postseason play um, to lose a player, a, even though even it's just a role player in Torrey Craig. It's bad, you know, and, you know, yeah, he's he's been back for a handful of games, hasn't really been able to ramp up too much. But, um, you know, th- this break, we were hoping that this break, at least I was hoping that this break for the Chicago Bulls was going to help get more players healthy so that they can contribute a little bit more. And. That just hasn't been what we've seen. Torrey Craig has, uh, has only been able to play in six games in his return. And over those six games, it was solid, right? Not, not Nothing too amazing. He was taking almost four three-pointers per game, hitting that at a 34% clip. The last three games he played, he hit, he was shooting the ball 50% from three, 50% from three, and 40% from three. So, you know, he was, he was, again, ramping up, getting kind of back in rhythm. You could see that happening. 
for Torrey Craig. And, you know, now we're just not going to have that. And we'll talk about it. We don't really have kind of the even the buyout candidates that are likely to kind of come in and help replace it. So the Bulls are going to be playing small at the four here. And that was even made worse by Patrick Williams, the update to Patrick Williams, when uh, Billy Donovan came out and said that Patrick Williams basically is not running yet. Um, You know, before the All-Star break, they said a lot of that discomfort was gone. They were going to try to, you know, ramp him up to see uh, if, the, if he can be clear towards the end of the All-Star break. Well, that clearly is not happening now. Billy Donovan saying this. Patrick is doing the light, slow ramp up. Everything they do is going to be based on his pain and what he can tolerate. Quite honestly, there have been certain things where he's felt it. He's much better than what he was. I think when this first happened, he was feeling it walking. He's beyond that right now. But they're doing uh, they're going to be very, very careful in terms of how much they continue to push through and how much they pull back on him. He's uh, he has responded really well and done well. But on some of the things he has done, he's felt it mildly and they'll be cautious. So with that said, um. This kind of, and I said this on the emergency video, is that, you know, the, the type of injury that Patrick Williams has, right, the acute bone edema, is very similar to the initial injury that Lonzo Ball had. So when, again, not the bone bruise, not the thing that led, led to the cartilage surgery, I'm not saying that, so I want to be very clear in that. But it's a very similar type injury, it's just the foot version of that knee injury, right? And so it's it with him, him experiencing you know, pain when he tries to ramp up, if they do it, they're probably going to do much like they did with Lonzo initially, right? They're going to give it another couple of weeks. They're going to try to ramp him up again, but I don't want to scare anybody in this. Do not be surprised if if they try to ramp up Patrick Williams again and he still feels that discomfort, if they end up shutting him down for the season and Patrick Williams may eventually need surgery on that. The bone edema is something that can go, you know, I've told you guys before, as little as four to six months, there are some people that have that for a year. Now, again, I'm not saying that that's the case. Please do not take medical advice from me. I'm just a guy sitting in the studio talking about his favorite team. Do not do that. But I, I, I want to be honest in what I've seen in research that this could be something that could linger on for Patrick Williams, and it could get to the point of Patrick Williams needing surgery. And considering everything else around what Patrick Williams has going on this upcoming offseason, what the Bulls do, it's going to be very interesting to see how the Bulls handle this injury with Patrick Williams, keep in mind, Pat has not played since January 25th. We are almost a month removed. Four, four days, it'll be a month since Patrick Williams last suited up for the Chicago Bulls. And he has some serious doubt, even if surgery is not on the table, of returning at all this season. Now, again, this is something that, you know, with because it's right now based off his pain threshold, that it could be uh, that maybe in a week he's pain-free and he's ready to go. That's a, that's a complete possibility. But if that discomfort continues for Patrick Williams, and considering that, you know, th this is uh, the bone edema is something that's in the bone marrow of that foot and, and bones in that foot, that could be something that definitely lasts a while uh, for Patrick Williams. And especially it's kind of more concerning as well when you look at the fact that Patrick Williams is usually a fast healer. He returned back from that broken wrist injury, I think it was like a month ahead of schedule that they expect him to be back. Pat is typically a, a fast healer. So the fact that he's still dealing with this and keep in mind, like, he, he at one point he was like, hey, I feel like I'm just wearing the boot because they told me to. I feel okay, and it's kind of degressed since then. Man, that, 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 it's concerning. And then when you look, pair that with the fact that Patrick Williams is a restricted free agent this this offseason. And an offseason where, it's, you know, the Bulls already had a kind of look at what they were going to be able to offer him. I did say that I expect him to get between Kobe White money and upwards of between about $18.5 million and somewhere in between that. This could, this could affect that contract. Uh, situation greatly for Patrick Williams, especially if Patrick Williams has to have surgery. Best believe he's not getting 
anything more than what Kobe White got, and he may only be getting a two-plus-one, maybe a three-year deal overall, and, and that may be best for him as well. His agency is going to want to get him back in free agent market as soon as possible, especially if they take a little bit of a, of a loss on what they expected this contract to be. But it's going to make the contract negotiations with Patrick Williams this summer extremely interesting to watch, uh, depending on the, the different ways that this can go. Now, let's hope Patrick Williams spends another week out. He uh, that, that pain and discomfort goes away. He's able to come back and then play out the rest of the season. Okay, cool. No harm, no foul. Let's see what you can bring, right? But if this gets to the point of Patrick Williams missing the rest of the season and if surgery is added to that or not, we could be looking at a situation where Patrick Williams is going to get uh, considerably less money than, what's, than what he was expected to, depending on the outlook of that surgery. Now, if he gets the surgery, everything is clear. They say, hey, we need to go in there, clean some things out. He'll be back up. He'll be ready to go in four to six weeks. Maybe it doesn't hurt as much because the Bulls will be able to get to see what he looks like. He'll be training, things like that. But if this does linger on, if this doesn't turn into something more, this could be uh, you know, pretty hurtful to Patrick Williams' contract situation. So I, I, at this point, I kind of expect Patrick Williams not to sign a full uh, year, the max level of years, not money, the max years that he can get on that contract. And I think we're probably going to see Patrick Williams back on a three-year deal, which is something that this Bulls team is kind of, the front office, three-year deal is kind of what the front office gives to, to, to kind of when they're not sure. You look at Io got a three-year deal. Kobe got a three-year deal. Vooch got a three-year deal. So I think that that's the thing that you're going to look at. They're probably going to sign a three-year, a three-year deal with Patrick Williams, but the money that's going to be attached to that, that's going to be the thing that's interesting to watch. So, you know, we'll see, man. I, I, it, it's unfortunate that we, again, a, a position that we've already been thin at, at the at, overall, our big man rotation, the four and the five is our thinnest position groups, period, for the Chicago Bulls. And now we're going to be playing small. And so because we're going to be playing small, that means we're going to have to have players step up. And while I'm not saying that these players are going to have to step up in that power forward role, I am saying that they are going to have to step up just overall in what they've already done. So I got three players listed here that are going to need to step up big time over the last 27 games for the Chicago Bulls. And first up, I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk about Io DeSumo. Again, and this is outside of Kobe. We know Kobe, DeMar, those type of things big. And it will be really good to see Vooch step up and get back to what Vooch was at least last season. So those go without saying, but these are role players that I'm talking about. Io DeSumo. Io DeSumo is averaging 10.1 points per game um, on the season and 2.5 rebounds. And he's been playing that brand of defense again that we saw from him his rookie year and some of his sophomore uh, season as well. But the thing that we're going to need to see the most from Io DeSumo, in my opinion, is seeing how legit that three-point shooting is for Io DeSumo. This is a team that needs three-point shooters. And especially when you lose Torrey Craig and Patrick Williams, both who are solid three-point shooters, um, and Patrick Williams is probably his best offensive skill set that he's displayed so far, the growth that Io has shown shooting the ball from three-point range is going to be hugely needed for the Chicago Bulls. His success rate on shooting the three-ball has gone up from 31% last season to 41%. It, this season, that's near a... What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Elite level. When you can get somebody shooting 41%, over 40% from three-point range, that's near elite percentage-wise. And it's not like he's slacking at the volume of it all. He's taking the three-pointers at almost the highest volume he has in his NBA career, and because of that, it, it, it definitely has been something that's been a weapon for Io DeSumo. He's averaging three-and-a-half three-pointers per game. That's almost an extra three more than when he's averaged at any other point in either of his other two seasons. And so far, in the month of February, albeit not very many games, six games over February, 
in that month of February, he's actually taking almost six three-pointers per game and hitting that at a 55% clip. Not expecting those numbers to continue for Io, but if he can continue to be a, a solid volume three-point shooter for the Chicago Bulls, that's definitely going to help. Over the last 12 games for the Bulls, Io DeSumo is averaging 16.1 points per game. He's shooting the ball 57% from the field, and he's killing it right now over those last 12 games. Io DeSumo is going to be relied on whether he's starting or coming off the bench, depending on what they do with him and, and Alex Caruso. Io DeSumo, and the way that he's shown it over this last part of the season, is going to be extremely important over these last 27 games. Next up, another player that stepped it up three-point shooting-wise, and that's Alex Caruso. Caruso's shooting right now 40.1% 40, 40 from three-point uh, three uh, percentage so far, and he's scoring the ball 72% on his shot attempts within three feet of the basket. At the end of the day, I, uh, Alex Caruso is scoring well from the, the from the, the best efficiency places. He's getting to the rim. He's finishing at 72% within three feet. He's shooting the ball 40% out from three-point range. That's uh, That changes the way that defenses has to guard him because he is a threat to put the ball on the floor and go to the rim, as well as he's the, our, basically our best off-ball threat as well. He always moves without the ball, and his shot profile is just that of a great player. So, And he's, he's shooting the ball right now 62.8% true shooting percentage. The league average is 58%. Right now, Alex Caruso is playing some of his best basketball. And when you look at his, his positive uh, box plus minus, we, are, we right now, are he, he is having the first positive bo uh, box, box plus minus of his NBA career, and he ranks 41st in the whole entire NBA at plus minus and on the offensive side of the ball. And he's 10th in defensive box plus minus as well. I, would assume, I mean, I would Alex Caruso is having an impact on both sides of the ball for the Chicago Bulls. We already know that he's did that, but that added shooting and the way that he's added that scoring touch and the efficiency with it is definitely going to be important for the Bulls. And especially because we know Billy Donovan is not going to hesitate to use Alex Caruso at a multitude of positions. And we may see him uh, be that starting four eventually for the Bulls again, unfortunately. And then last on this list, I'm going to talk about Andre Drummond. And I think that this is going to, the people who talk about Andre Drummond taking over the starting center role, those voices are getting louder. Andre Drummond is averaging 8.1 points per game, 8.6 rebounds per game, and only un in under 17 minutes per game, which looks great. But over the over the over the times where he started the season, he started in uh, 17 games. I think this season he's averaging 13, uh, 17 points per game, 13.8 rebounds, and 1.7 blocks. I'm sorry, in nine games where he started so far this season. At this point in time, Andre Drummond is having more of an impact on the game of basketball than Nikola Vucevic. He just is. And while I know a lot of Bulls fans say that that Drum should start over Vooch, I don't know if that happens, but we could see more of him starting with Vooch, especially as now that power forward rotation is all the way down. We could see more of that. And so while I have my issues with the, the impact of that Twin Towers lineup, Andre Drummond definitely deserves to play more. And especially now with the injuries that we have, there's not, not really very many excuses to only play Andre Drummond 14 minutes in some game. Andre Drummond needs to be playing more and he's going to impact the game positively when he does play that. And so those are the three players I'm looking the most at stepping up for the Bulls as we go forward into these last 27 games. Now, last topic before we go, I know everybody's saying, well, okay, we lost Torrey Craig. He's going to be gone for two to four weeks. Patrick Williams, we don't know when he's going to return. The Bulls need to have a buyout signing to sign this, to, to help save this. And the fact of the matter is, if you're looking at the, the power forward potential players or that can play the forward position, the buyout market is extremely thin in that case. Marcus Morris, who is one that kind of Shea brought up and other Bulls fans have brought up as somebody who can help come in, 
He's not officially bought out yet, but it's basically already been announced that if he is bought out, he does plan to sign with the Minnesota Timberwolves. So that takes him off the board for the Chicago Bulls, theoretically. Now, could the Bulls slide in there and, and maybe try to get him? We'll see, but it seems like most buyout candidates and most buyout players are kind of prioritizing be, having a chance to compete for something meaningful, be it a championship. And joining the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are playing great basketball right now, is a much better prospect for somebody who's hoping to have postseason success than joining the Chicago Bulls. And so when you look at Marcus Morris, could he help the Bulls? Yeah, he takes on average four three-pointers per game over his career, and he hits it at a 37% clip, all respectable numbers. But again, seems like he's committed if he is bought out to sign with the Minnesota Timberwolves. So that means the chances of the Bulls bringing him in, all but slim. Then you have Robin Lopez. Come on now. Let's, what are we talking about? Like, listen, I, I, I get it that Robin Lopez is a former Bull and that he, he has played solidly at times, but Robin Lopez, to me, it's a non-starter. I'd almost rather bring up Adama Sonogo and give him some burn than Robin Lopez. Then next, you're looking at Furkan Korkmaz, right? And this is a guy who's been a Chicago Bulls killer um, very much so. And he hasn't signed with the team yet. Uh, the last thing that he has said that, you know, there were some questions on if he would go back to Europe. And he said, no, he plans on he does plan on signing with an NBA team. And, you know, so that's questions around him right now. Forkon Korkmaz, when you look at it, he's a player that's six, seven. He's played some shooting guard and small forward. He's played power forward in very limited times. But again, maybe you, you bring him in just for the three point shooting over his career. He's a thirty five percent three point shooter. At taking three and a half three pointers per game. So those aren't great. That's not great volume or a great number, but it is a threat to help stretch the floor and bring in a big man that can that can help. Again, not a big man per se, but somebody who can play the four position. Still not really liking that. And then lastly, you have the guy that's that doesn't help at the four, but I think is still the most likely buyout candidate for the Chicago Bulls. And that's Joe Harris. Now, again, I know that Joe Harris, uh, you know, he was on the downturn. Uh, he was playing with the Detroit Pistons, which that, that old squad, you know, it was playing bad, so maybe you think in coming into a, a better team, which the Chicago Bulls are, maybe he can play a little bit better for you. But that's really it when you look at buyout signings and candidates for the Chicago Bulls. And while, you know, I'm not saying that those guys who are, who are proven commodities, who you can have data on what they've done over the, the course of their NBA career, Joe Harris, for example, is a career 43% three-point shooter, taking almost five three-pointers a game over his career. That's not anything to, to just overlook. That, that, that He can shoot the three-ball, right? But you have to ask yourself the question of, is it worth it? Or do you, or is it better suited for the Bulls to give Daylon Terry, to give Julian Phillips more run? Maybe call up an Adama Sonogo in certain games. Maybe call up an Ernalot Batim or a Henry Drell, right? Some of these guys who are in your system, you have signed the contracts, and apparently you're, you're committed to the development of these guys. Maybe it's time to double down on those players at this time and let it shake out the way that it shakes out. And it brings some serious question and, and, and signs for concern on, will the Bulls now miss out on the play-in just by nature of health and the difficult schedule that the Bulls have? We've already talked about it. Every other team around the Chicago Bulls right now that are in that playing area have a much easier schedule than the Chicago Bulls. Now, some of those teams have their own injury concerns for sure, right? But the injuries that, that the Bulls are, are having right now, the fact that, you know, at times we miss getting key rebounds, it definitely brings more concern. Now, shout out to Korn, right, who calls in a lot, who said that he was worried early on. He talked about this maybe two weeks ago, that he was worried about the Chicago Bulls possibly missing the playing tournament. And now with having more players go down with injury, uh, right, and, and uh, injury bugs still being on this Bulls team, those concerns are loud and very valid. They were valid then, but become even more valid now. But here's what I'll say, and this is what I'm going to throw to you guys. This is why I'm saying that play the young guys. The, to me, play the young guys. 
a buyout candidate to me, you know, I, I'm I'm neither here nor there on. But but play the young guys at this point. This this is the time for Billy Donovan to play those guys. If the Bulls do end up missing out on the play, and cool, they got a lottery pick. We own our own first round pick this year. And, it, and while this isn't shaped up to be a deep draft, you get more chances to draft players, right? So even though, yes, the, the talent from like number three down are all basically the same in this draft, or there's very small uh, degrees uh, separation between those guys, you still could give yourself the chance to have a bevy of players to choose from. You don't have to worry about more players coming off the board if you do draft higher. Now, I'm not saying that the Bulls should tank the season or try to lose games the season or not still try to compete to, to hold on to their playing spot. But if the Bulls do fall out of the play-in, it's not the worst thing considering all the things that have happened this season, how injuries have been to happen. Trade rumors have been a thing, right? The team's slow start that still really hurt this team. So those are things to look at for, and we'll see. Um, but, you know, overall, I'll say this, man. We're, we're shaping up for an interesting finish to the season one way or another. We'll see how hard this team still keeps competing, and we'll see where the, where, where the chips fall when it's all said and done. But let me know your guys' thoughts. Do you think a buyout signing is what the Chicago Bulls should be looking for? Or do you think, like me, just give the young guys burn? Let's just see what they're going to bring into this team. Let's, let's give them some playing time and then let the chips fall where they may. Let me know what you guys think on all that down below. How disappointed would you be as well if the Bulls do miss out on the playing tournament? Let me know that as well. But otherwise, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.